Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello and welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff. I'm your host of the show and I'm grateful that you're taking the time out of your busy day to spend with us. And today, Jessica Lang has come to spend time with us. She is a learning disabilities nursing student. She's a learning disabilities care assistant. She works with folks at the end of their lives and she's the mom of three ASD boys fighting for diagnosis, you know, is coming through the dark into the light and wanting to help others do the same. And that's why the show was created. So Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi. We're so grateful to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about your family and ages and just give us what that looks like? Yeah, so I've got three boys. I've got Ollie, who is 11. He's just started senior school. He's not currently going to school because he's really struggled with the transition. Um, I have Seth, who's six, and Spencer, who is four, who is a handful, (laughs) to say the least. Are they all boys? All boys, yeah. Three boys, yeah. Uh, You believe they're on the spectrum? Yeah, definitely. They all have multiple signs and behaviours that would indicate so, yeah. Sounds like it's difficult to get diagnosis where you live. Yes, it is. There's long waiting lists and things like, and there's multiple different things you have to do to get like extra support and things in school, like multiple form filling and things that you have to fill out. And there's a lot of barriers to getting a diagnosis. Why do you believe that is? Why do you believe it's so challenging? I don't know. I think it's because the amount of children that are needing these diagnoses and the amount of need that there is in the area. Um, And obviously the pressure and the funding and things, I don't think it's there. I don't think there's enough, there's not adequate funding and things in the area to suffice for the needs that are in the area. There's a lot of people that I see on the groups and things that are talking about going private and funding it themselves because they just need the extra support and the, the diagnosis. Yeah. So 11 years um, without a diagnosis must have put a lot of stress. Yeah, well, I've always I've always said that there was something not quite right with Ollie. Like when he was younger, he was biting other children. He was funny with his clothes and things, funny with his foods. Like I, I did like baby led weaning and stuff like that with him. But when he got he got to a certain age and he would only eat certain foods and I never really looked into it. I thought it was just the way he was. So I used to go to like, um, we have a thing called Shewer Start, which is um, like parenting groups in the local area run by the council. And I used to do a lot of parenting groups and things there. I ended up going to the Department of Work, uh, the Department of Education to do videos, you know, to promote the course that I'd done to other parents and things. Uh-huh. And then that all got stopped, all the funding got took away. So a lot of the centres closed and it was all targeted to certain, like specific groups of people. Wow. Um, I learned a lot from the the groups in Shewa Start, though, like coping mechanisms, how you manage behaviours and things like that. 
but yeah, it all got stopped. And then a few times I'd raised like concerns and things like on his way through school and the school wasn't seeing it, which now I know Ollie masks very well in school. He's very quiet, which is not a true reflection of Ollie at all when he's oh. at home. He'll mm. come home and then he explodes and then he, he likes his own space. He stims all the time. He's got verbal stims. He'll only eat certain textures. He'll only wear certain clothes. You know, the signs are all there. It's, it's massively clear. But unless you know Ollie on a personal level, he doesn't look at people when he doesn't know them. He can't maintain eye contact. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you've had to go from the challenges of just having a, a child and becoming a mom to seeing something's different with your child to having to shoulder that on your own because you're not getting the diagnosis. And from the little bit that we talked prior to the show, it sounds like, you know, you've gone through some of these challenging stages and then you've, you've also overcome a lot and risen to the challenge. Does yeah. That, yeah. So does that sound a little bit like your yeah. story? Yeah, totally. Like, I'm physically unwell as well myself. Like I pass kidney stones for fun. Like it's it's like a hobby. And I have like kidney disease and stuff and urine infections all the time. So I'm tired with things like that as well. And it's just, it's really difficult. Like it's tiring anyway, you know yourself. Like you've got children with special needs. It's exhausting and then it makes it even more exhausting. But if I don't fight for these children, then who is going to? You know, we have to be strong. We have to be there. And that's why I think I've been the lowest of the law. Now the only way for me is up. How did you get to that point? It was COVID. I was working two frontline jobs. So I was working with palliative dementia patients in a care home. And I was working um, for like our local healthcare service as well, the NHS. Um, and I had the boys at home refusing to do schoolwork, all hyperactive. Like they just wanted to be out. Their, the routine had totally gone to pot. Do you know what I mean? It, it's hard for us. It's even more difficult for them. And I was at, now when I look back, I was reading things on social media and I, I was taking them as facts. This like, and I thought I had a microchip in my arm. I thought I had cameras watching me everywhere I went. I thought I just, I didn't understand what my brain was doing to me. And then I ended up, like I say, I ended up taking an overdose and ended up in a mental health hospital myself in March. But since that point, I am now where I am and I've learned so much about myself since I came out and since I'm better and for the first time in my life since I was a teenager I'm now on no medication or anything wow because I now understand why my brain works the way it does and I can develop coping mechanisms for myself wow uh, that's so inspiring and I can't tell you how many people I've spoken with that raising special needs children who have hit lows to a version that you've shared of yourself and I shared some of mine with you the low of low and addiction and homelessness. And, you know, just the, it's so amazing to know that there's a different way to live and there's a yeah. different way that we can be for our children. And it's also very sad and scary that it gets to that point. Yeah. Because I never wanted it to get to the anywhere close to where I was. And I'm sure it's the same for you, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, nobody wants to feel like there is no other way out. And the guilt I feel now, when I think back, what if that had worked? What if I'd have been successful? Those children would have been left with the consequences of those actions. And that's why I will never, ever, what well, I say that, you never know what's around the corner. But, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, I can't I, tell I you how many. I'm aware of my own thoughts and my own emotions, and I'm trying to be more aware of when I'm feeling those emotions, what I do, so that I can stop doing that and move away, and you know, amazing coping mechanisms. Amazing. So I'm reading this book right now called The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. It's kind of about, you know, it's about building self-esteem within ourselves. The part that I read today, it talked about the science in your brain. And I forget what the part is called, but it, uh, she abbreviated it as R-E-S. And it's this, basically, she described it like it's a hairnet over your brain and it has these neurons and it reports 34 gigs of data per day, which is like 26 years worth of messaging. That's what it processes in one day. What it does is it tries to figure out what's important to us and then bring that back in front of us. So when I tell myself I hate myself, what a piece of shit I am, what a terrible parent I am, how did I miss another appointment like i just can't figure this shit out then it doesn't know it thinks that that's what i want the more you feed it because i'm 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 saying it so often it thinks that's what i want and so it's giving me that it's giving me it's showing me everything that lets me know that i'm a piece of shit yeah and she says we got to kick the bully out of our head (laughs) and i so identified with that i'm like i am my biggest bully by far we are, we're all our own worst enemy, we really are. And until you're aware of it and you're aware of how negative you actually are as a person, you'll never come out the other side because you're literally feeding it. Like, so it's just, you need to be positive, but not only to other people, to yourself. Yes. Like you say, yeah, you need to think I can do this. That's why, like gratitude and things, write things down that you want to do, write things down that you're thankful for. Like, Like, you need to really, you need to live it, don't you? Yes. You don't just need to, like, you can't just say it or somebody tell you to do it. You have to actually live it. Yes. And then we have to support each other to live it. And then we have to share our stories so that people that don't know that there's not another way, because we both said that we've been there where we didn't know. I thought that's just kind of how life was for me at points. You know, I was just depressed and that's how it was. And it was shit. And that's how it was going to be. And my life is completely different today. That's really, really good. To and hear. it hasn't been that long, you know? And so for the listeners out there, I hope you're listening to Jessica's story. I hope you listen to, to mine that like, you don't have to go on a 10 year pilgrimage to rewire some of your negative thinking. I mean, you can make instant changes yeah. in perception without anything in life changing. I have found just perception has made yeah. my life Way, way better. Yeah, literally, life-changing. Can you describe, just so that we can get a picture, what's what's a difficult day look like at home? I mean, three boys on the spectrum. What's a a hard day look like for you? Every day is hard. (laughs) Yes. um, So normally we wake up on the morning and we have refusal to brush teeth. The amount of toothbrushes I've gone through, you know, I've had Dr. Bartman's toothbrushes, which are like little square ones. He was brushing his teeth the other day with a, a doll's hairbrush. <laughs> I was like, you do you. I've had yeah. to get Auronus toothpaste so it's got no <laughs> flavouring. Um, so get brushing teeth. 
um getting out of bed he doesn't want to wake up on a morning like it was at the point where I've, this is the youngest this spencer who's four like the other week i had to get his teachers to come out from school to come and assist me because i always struggled to ask for help and now i'm actively if i'm struggling now i'm i'm more aware and i will seek help now instead of struggling on my own and getting to that point where i was back in march so i reached out to the school and the school were fantastic the teachers came out and they physically saw him having a well i, I, I took a recording so that the school had like to show the school evidence when i was getting him ready because he gets violent and he kicks when we're getting him dressed and he's uh -huh. he just wants to stay in bed that's the be all and end all of it he's just tired and he wants to stay in his bedroom i give him choices what do you want me to put on you first you see your, your socks or your trousers we try to make it fun nothing works and then as soon as the teachers came out he just went selectively mute and hid under the bed so if i hadn't have reached out and asked for that support the, the school would never have been aware of those behaviors do you know what i mean yeah. so that's like getting ready on a morning then we'll have a fight to get in the car um he'll run around the car however many times or it was snowing the other week he was too busy eating all the snow because he has something called picker as well so he'll literally eat anything spencer Mm, he was wow. licking licking gritting salt off the floor and stuff like licking hospital chairs when we we're at appointments you know because of the metal and i'm like oh covid everywhere amazing licking it all um yes. yeah so getting in the car is a challenge then sometimes getting out of the car is a challenge again um when he was younger staying in his car seat was a challenge um yeah, fighting between themselves because they all get frustrated at the noise and things. So I've got headphones. I need to actually buy some more headphones because they all need a set of like block out um, earphone phones for in the car. Um, yeah, because one will want the music on, one will want it quiet. Like they all have different needs and at different times. So it is really difficult to make everybody happy. I mean, you can never make everybody happy, but you want to try, don't you, just to make it as an, nice an experience as possible. And I'm still trying to master it. You know, it's difficult. Yes. We live and learn. <laughs> yes. And we just, and we keep loving. Is there anything that stands out that you've learned along the way? Any aha moments or things that like really improved the quality of your life when you learned it or implemented it? Is there anything that you can think of like that? Working together with my partner as opposed to against each other because it does cause a, we, we've nearly split up a few times over it with disagreements and things like your significant other yeah 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 like we have gone through hard times do you know what i mean but i feel like now we both realize that we both need to change and work with each other in order to make it work do you know what i mean so we're, we're hopefully getting there now that's great um is there anything that like changed the quality of your life when you figured it out either something that you like for my son he would like reach in and he would grab his feces and he'd eat his own shit really oh, same, and, same, and yeah, wipe same. it all over but when i figured out to put onesies on oh, under yes, his backwards. clothes backwards and, <laughs> and he couldn't reach in you know then pants and he couldn't reach in that changed the quality of my life so i'm just wondering are there any things like that that you've learned along the way that have helped the quality um, of your we, life we've had the same so i had the onesie thing with spencer we had to turn them around we got zip ones um and turned them around so that he couldn't undo it because he 
plays with his penis all the time. Like he's constantly twiddling. It's a comfort thing. He like yeah. does it constantly. He'll, like stick his finger in it to go to sleep and things. And he urinates everywhere. We've literally had to take up his carpets and things. And yeah. he used to flip his cot over at two years old, if not younger, and stand on the cot and try and get out the window in his bedroom. So we removed it. We literally had a mattress on the floor. We had no carpet and a mattress on the floor, but it was for his own safety. Yeah. Um, removed baby gates because he was scaling them all and it was more dangerous. Um, oh, God, honestly, the amount of things that we've had to adapt and things for... I can't remember so much with Ollie. I know Ollie used to smear feces all over the place and things, though. Um, oh. I like the one about the cot and the baby gates. Just so you know, you've given a lot of tips. You might not even realize it. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you've you've given a lot of tips. It's like, but most people, they're not worried about where they have baby gates and keeping the mattress on the floor and like having a onesie turned. You know, they they're, they don't they've never thought about that in their life. Yeah, and they don't. And this is you know just what I mean? Normal, so it? it's just normal. It becomes normal, and I think that's in a lot of ways it's good though because this is our normal. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love my boys to pieces, and they're all have such cracking personalities, you know what I mean? Like, so funny, like, Ollie's so witty, it's ridiculous. He's going to be a comedian or something. He wants to be a movie director. Um, and we always prank his dad, like, acting and stuff. And then the middle one, Seth, he loves... I, I sing for my therapy now. I've always loved singing, but I never had the confidence to sing. And since I've been poorly, and I'm, like, obviously on my little recovery journey now, now I sing and I post it on my social media and everything and I don't care what anybody thinks because if you don't like it, the unfollow button's there or delete me because yeah. if you don't want to be in my life, then don't be in my life. Yeah. Um, but in the past, I would have been worried what other people think, but Seth sings with me all the time. He's like my little singing buddy. Nice. Spencer's a daddy's boy, but he is just, he's, we call him a chimp because he is actually a living chimp child. He just, he scaled the garage roof at like two years old. Wow. Like he is something else. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't think we talk enough about the amazing qualities of our children. I mean, it's because we're so focused on survival. Yeah. Surviving the day. I forget sometimes to talk about the family sounds so wonderful when you talk about those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like you said before, though, if you feed the negativity, it's easy to get in that rut and feel like there's no way out and then you just get deeper and deeper and then you start thinking about all the bad things that are happening and, and then you, you're overseeing all the good things that are happening, you're overseeing like the progress that they might be making or you're overseeing these oh, amazing little shitbags. Yeah, <laughs> moments. Yeah, yeah. Moments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there something that you believe to be true that most parents disagree with? Do you have like a belief that most people dis most other parents disagree with? Like YouTube is bad. YouTube is not bad. YouTube saves my life. Okay, there <laughs> we go. Like, so growing up as a child, I used to sneak the TV on on a night because I couldn't physically sleep without the, the telly on. I needed visual some stimulation to get me off to sleep. Uh huh. All of us as adults, we'll lay there in bed on our phone. So why, like, if your child is settling and they're happy watching things that they enjoy watching and learning from it, because a lot of us are visual learners. I know I am. My children are visual learners. Ollie definitely is. Spencer definitely is. 
and that this it soothes them so i allow them to have youtube on to go to sleep on a night because that makes bedtime for us a lot easier the children are all upstairs now chilling out i'm letting them play on the playstations they're on youtube it's the only reprieve i get that's the only break that i get from the full-on yeah Do you know what i mean yeah yeah so i think and a that's lot of great people don't agree with it yeah but... i know they don't and i'm glad that you found hopefully one of many things that will help uh make your life more enjoyable yeah and more um enjoyable is not the right word just more um i mean Floor we love our kids yeah flow easier yeah. yeah it just yeah sometimes it just gets so heavy yeah how about for you um what are you doing to like take care of you um or do you do anything to care for yourself <laughs> um i wasn't i never used to but now obviously I'm going to university and I'm really enjoying that because obviously it's time with different adults and things. And I, like my thing is medicine. I love medicine. I love anything medical. I always have, like I knew the full birth, birth process at, at about the age of five or six. Like when I think back now, I think that's not normal. That. But um, <laughs> I always watch like birthing programs and stuff growing up. So that suits me being in an environment with other people that are like-minded and that are wanting to study medicine. But I sing as well. Um, like I say, as therapy, I'll stick the karaoke on YouTube and I'll sing. And that makes me feel better within myself. But I, I've also recently got into spirituality and I go to like a little circle group to like practice meditating and things nice. um, with other people. Yeah. So That's I do great. believe that I've been put here for a reason. So That's great. I heard the other day, it was another book, but it was talking about how, you know, the hero's journey of a story and we're hoping to be the heroes of our life journey that we need to put something on the plot that's how he would say it he would say put something wake up on your hero's journey and put something on the plot that's positive every day to yeah. build that hero's journey and that the challenges that i face are the obstacles that when i summit them or get around them or through them help me become that hero that i'm trying to be that father that i'm trying to be do you know what I think it is? I think that every single thing that we've gone through is a lesson to be learned. Like everything that has happened to us in the past is a lesson and we need to learn from those lessons. We learn whether it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. And it's how you progress from that. And if you do it with a positive mindset, then, you know, I mean, obviously you do get annoyed. You do. We're only human. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I feel like everything that has happened to us has happened to teach us. Yes. And there's a reason why I didn't die. And I'll be damned if I don't do something about that and change things, try to That's change great. things. Yeah. I'm glad that we're meeting because um, I think we have to stick together because a lot of people don't understand our journey. It helps me to know that other people are, are going through some of the same challenges and they're making it through and figuring out how to live and fight another day or live and enjoy another day, hopefully. And I'm glad to hear that you found that group. I recently found meditation as well, and it's, uh, it's changing my life. Yeah, same. You gave a favorite quote. Did you give me the Einstein quote? Yeah. I love it. Don't be disappointed if people refuse to help you. Remember the words of Einstein. I'm thankful to all those who said no. Because of them, I did it myself. Yeah. I love that. Nobody can raise our kids but us, right? No, absolutely or Nobody not. can be your kid's mom but you. 
and nobody knows our children like us and if you feel like there's something not right with your child and your gut is telling you there's something not right trust it don't let anybody else tell you different because i did and look at where that got me you need to trust your own judgment yeah i like that and i appreciate that and i hope that you listeners out there and naked parent nation are getting courage from listening to jessica today because i am and I, like i said uh, maybe it was before the show started but I've had the opportunity to have nothing in my life change except for my perception and the quality of my life drastically improved. The nasty divorce is still the nasty divorce. The, that situation over there and the, the discrimination over here and the cancellations on my kids over here, all those things were still happening, but I was able to have a perception change. And I think I got a lot of that through meditation and my life was better immediately. So yeah. I love that you found that. So we do like a lightning round of um, some, to get some more answers from you, like, and you give one word to one sentence answers to a few questions. Are you up for trying that? Yeah, go. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's the best advice you have received? Take each day as it comes. Take things yes. one step at a time. Share a personal habit that contributes to your success. Mindfulness. Nice. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Uh, groups on Facebook or on social media, other parents. Amazing. Great. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being list? My qualifications. I want to get my qualifications. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? The autism diagnosis for the children. So they can get that extra support that they need. Yes. I'm going to put intention with you for that, that that comes to you as soon as it's possible. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I've really enjoyed our conversation today. I felt really connected to you as yeah. a person and I hope we can stay in touch. Do you have anything from this show or just from your life experience that you'd like to share with the listeners of the show? Just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a good job, whether you realize you are or not. Just stay strong and try and stay positive and do what you've got to do for your children. And I hope you take that advice too. Yeah, I know this is sometimes what I don't do. I don't listen to my own advice. I'm a and you're doing it. a great job. And your kids are really lucky to have somebody who cares about them so much. I can feel, yours, yeah. I can feel how much you love your children and they're lucky to have you. And I'm lucky to know you. And I hope you stay in touch with the show and maybe we can connect down the road again and hear an update on your story and your education. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful day. Blessings you. to Bye. you and your family. Bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. 
From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. Bye.